Welcome to Hockey Night in Canada. I mean, the O the Anthem podcast. This is Corey, and this is the O the Anthem podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, this is Rob. Corey said he wanted it to be light and tight, so I, I ate a Snickers just to make sure I wasn't hangry. Um, <laughs> also, uh, fuck you and everything that you stand for. Me? This is Rob, and this episode... No, not you. Uh, <laughs> you, the understood viewer out there. Uh this is Rob. This is episode 377 of the Other Podcast, coming to you from all over LA. But Corey is there for the final time. I know. In the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcast your choice. The easiest way, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. Uh, and just because I uh, I referenced it there in the, uh, the open, uh, mm-hmm. the first game of the Stanley Cup playoffs or fa- Stanley Cup finals happened tonight. Do you want to take a wager a guess at the teams involved in this year's Stanley Cup Finals? I only ask because I know Rob doesn't care at all, nor does he does he follow it. I just wanted to see if he could wildly guess at the two teams. Hockey is a cold weather sport. It yeah. has to be some place that's cold. Okay, that's that's good logic. I've been following the weather patterns lately, so. I imagine the Prince Edward Island Edwarders and um, the Juneau Alaskan Oilers. Okay, so neither of those are current NHL teams. Okay. okay. Uh, well. I, I'll, I'll tell you, though, just so you don't keep guessing like Hartford Whalers and stuff like that. Um, it's the Montreal Canadiens, so you got mm. one of the cold weather teams correct. Damn, okay. And then you were looking for another cold weather team, so of course it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, okay. Who well, yeah. <laughs> won tonight, so it's one Although, nothing lightning. Fair, I would argue it's probably more chilly in Tampa Bay than it is in Vancouver right now. So right, yeah. <laughs> going through an unusual heat streak, uh uh heat streak up in uh, the Pacific Northwest right now. Yeah, and elsewhere and too. If the, if by the Pacific Northwest you west you mean uh, you know, Washington, Oregon, British Columbia Yukon Territory, the Arctic Circle that is shared by Denmark and Canada, United States, and uh, and Russia, then yes. California, Maryland, Arkansas. <laughs> all these states. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie yeah. 2012, where basically you all have to run south of the border for survival, but we're about to be at that point, I think. I feel like we're almost there. So, Although, uh, it might be hotter there. I don't yeah, know. I mean, gets, usually closer to the equator you get, the hotter... So there's yeah. literally nowhere we can go. I, I listen. I told the kids at work. Uh, Maybe yeah, Jeff kids, Bezos is onto something with that flight up to space. Yeah. Uh, listen. If every person who has a billion dollars is trying to leave Earth, maybe that's a message. Uh, also, uh, Richard Branson's the Virgin Galactic got uh, FAA clearance to take people to space. So the first uh, ship with seventeen multi-millionaire, hundred-millionaire billionaires will be taking off in 2022. But, I mean, like, that's space. that's just a floating orbit, right? It's not really... I a, mean... They're not, like, dropping so, you off at the moon with your suitcases or anything like that. Or the International Space Station or anything. They announced Virgin Galactic in 2004 and said the first flight would be 2007. And now they're taking the first flight. So what are the chances that things are going to, like, achieve light speed and take off to the next star? <laughs> Just keep going. I mean, you know, <laughs> just, just start playing uh, 
that Jennifer Warren's and what's his face song like love lift us up where we belong. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with the, where the Jennifer Lawrence fly. and Chris Pine movie, uh, Interstellar knockoff. What was it called? Uh, you know where they woke up on the ship and uh, they were going between stars. I can't remember what it is. Oh, I can't. Yeah, there's anyway. too many too many space movies to keep track. Yeah. By the way, uh, Chris Pine. In Tomorrow War. Tomorrow's War? The Tomorrow mm. War? No, Pratt. Pratt. Not Pine. Pratt. <laughs> also, there's too many Chris's. Yeah. Um, people in the 80s were really unoriginal, just like Roberts and Chris's and Michelle's all over the place and Jennifer's. Uh, but Chris Pratt is in The Tomorrow's War. Well, you know, it's, War. it's funny. Not too long, like a couple weeks back, month back, something like that. I saw an article talking about like what the most popular baby names of 2020 were. Like now that all no, the data has been collected stop. and stuff I, like that. Stop. stop. I do, I hold on. I don't want to know. Hold I on. I, know. I don't. I don't remember any of the names, so don't hold me to this list, right? But mm. like, you know how like uh, everyone said to themselves like, "Oh, I'm gonna name my child Moon Unit, so it's unique and different." And then all of yes. a sudden, like the best or the top names of 2020 list comes out and it's like number two moon unit. (laughs) It's like everyone trying to be original has now come uh, full circle with like original sounding names being like the top of the list. And they're still like, wait, wait, you mean like how parents named their uh, children after the uh, main character from game of Thrones. And then everybody got to the last (laughs) season and was like, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should have seen how this whole thing turned out. Yeah, we should probably let that play out. I mean, he, I read the books. I thought I knew, but then I realized he didn't finish the book. So, you know. He's the best president Germany has ever had. Of course I named my son Adolf. <laughs> turn, turn around a couple more years, but it's just like, I've made an awful mistake. <laughs> a problem. Although, honestly, if you name your kid Adolf after the leader of Germany, you're probably not thinking it's a bad choice. Uh, <laughs> Also, your kid probably is a tr- your grandkid's probably a trumper right now, so it's okay. You know, <laughs> things have worked out. It all eventually. comes around. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't have a transition for this, so I'm just gonna go right into it. Uh, we finally uh, got the sentence in the Derek Chauvin case. Uh, well, I mean, I think the transition was right Floyd. there for you, Corey. <laughs> like, speaking of fascist, but this one got his comeuppance. Derek Chauvin. There we go. All right. I was. I I couldn't find the tightrope to walk on that one. You know, you seem to have found it nicely. Hitler, (laughs) killing a black guy. You can't find the the, Hitler, Trump, cop killing a black guy. I was saying I can't. I can't can't find the 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 nice socially acceptable. (laughs) Anywho, uh, Mm -hmm. Derek Chauvin gets sentenced, twenty two and a half years. Um, I. I was telling Rob beforehand we were sort of going over how a sentence comes through and this this is pretty straightforward for people who uh aren't familiar or like who are familiar with how judges usually act they try and split the baby a lot uh which is a term to like find the middle uh and things so it comes from King Solomon who yeah. found the the ironic thing is it comes from a story of King Solomon who in fact did not split the baby just threatened to split the baby yeah yes use that as a way to find the true mother of the baby yeah and instead we just split the baby which is you know well now it's just become a term of like how are we going to do this impossible thing like both sides are bad how do we make this as painless as humanly possible uh let's just split the baby 
which is not yeah again what not ha- what did not end up happening uh the baby the mother the real mother was so upset that they were even going to cut the baby in half that she said i'd rather them have it than you cut the baby in half and it's like you're the true mother that's just the true mother <laughs> and then they gave and then, if you see any and then they gave the baby back that. and then she held it up in the air and then so played love rift to somewhere where we <laughs> um, Full circle. that or um it's a circle of love. <laughs> that one cracks out a bit on the zoom just so you know yeah yeah my bad my bad guys sorry about that can't, can't turn down your broadway voice for uh for the zoom call like i heard uh, it start to crack and i moved back but it still wasn't enough because you know uh i just have that projection that uh just carries. I don't know what to say. It's okay. It happens. Um, Derek Chauvin, 22 yeah, years. Yeah, Derek Chauvin. 22.5 years. Yeah, so. Uh, and 15 before parole. So uh, in the sentencing guidelines, uh, 40 is the maximum, but there's also mm-hmm. a state limit to 30 if you have no previous criminal conviction. So the idea of him getting 40 was kind of already out of the, out of the usual uh, parameters of sentencing that a judge would follow. However... If you are found to be part of a criminal enterprise, that could be an accelerator to 40 and pop. So, you know, I'm just saying it was right there. They could have made the argument. They could have. I think the I think uh, probably saving himself on appeal because he used the the rest of the police department disagreed with his actions, that they were part of the everyday course of his job. So if he's saying that other criminals who are part of this conspiracy said that he went too far, would co- yeah. probably impeach his ability to use that kind of logic in the sensing at all, and well, might make also, an easier turn. Honest. I mean, judges also have to be aware, to an extent, it's very difficult, but <laughs> there is a way, hypothetically, that you could argue on appeal that the judge sentenced too harshly based off of something that was incorrect or an un undue influence upon the judge in some sort you know like uh if if the judge's daughter was murdered then maybe he sentences murderers to the maximum every single time regardless of whether or not you know it was a it was a nun who who lost her glasses and accidentally ran over a ran over a person at an intersection like you know there there's a well, I mean, again, there's a criminal enterprise accelerator, Corey. So that might <laughs> again, that's what I'm point. saying. He's trying to avoid anything that might be a speed bump to uh, his conviction getting overturned on appeal. So I think the I think the 22.5 is basically 30 was the the max that he could reasonably get, uh, and the defense was arguing that he deserved 15 for that one. So 22 and a half is the seven and a half in between the. 15 and the 30. That's how you get and to that number. As I've been arguing, he's not going to survive the 22 and a half. So it doesn't really matter. He, I uh, mean, th- there is a lot high likelihood that he will, he will die in jail at the hands of somebody else. Uh, oh. That is, uh, <laughs> it's high likelihood is a conservative statement. Corey. <laughs> I, uh... Well, I mean, beyond this, he, he still has uh, federal charges on civil rights violations uh, coming up. And those, are years that don't play when you're talking about federal years, they usually yeah. <laughs> carry a lot more time than state years. And, uh, it, it's going to be hard for him and the other officers involved in the stop to get around the civil rights violation. That will be a pretty easy case. I think in a, in front of a federal jury. Um, but 
Yeah, you would think. But I guess we'll, see. we'll see. I mean, like, you know, for, for right now, take it for what it's worth. 22 and a half years for Derek Chauvin, like 15 something with good behavior or something like that. Cause you yeah, get... he has to serve 15 before he can even ask for parole. So, right. And but uh, I, mean... I think though, that's a, that's a good standard bear. So now what we need to do is to go back and any person in the state of Minnesota who has been convicted and a sentence is longer than 22 and a half years, 15 for parole should have their, uh, their sentences reevaluated down to at least that amount. Because, I... uh, <clears throat> there's a gentleman in jail in Minnesota for stealing a $139 jacket who is serving life without the possibility of parole because it was his third felony theft. Third felony theft being his third theft greater than $20. Yeah. Uh, all of which were somewhere in the area of 80 to $140. So uh, life without parole for him, 22 and a half, 15 for parole for Derek Chauvin, who I... took a man's life for nine minutes and 10 seconds. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing that the uh, the way that sentencing and the the framework by which the sentencing guidelines have come through have not been hugely problematic for a long time. Uh, but you know, like at, at the very least, at, at this moment, I'm I'm uh, happy that Derek Chauvin gets time because that's a a stark difference from many other police involved incidents in the past. Uh, where officers don't even go to trial officers don't don't even get found guilty officers this, don't Baltimore? don't serve time for the crimes that they commit like i you know like i, I i'm <laughs> obviously i think uh if you if you if in a vacuum you said murder what type of what type of sentence does this carry i think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who says anything less than 25 probably right sure 25 no. to life would probably be somebody's guideline for for murder with the the idea being that you know like there is some situation where somebody is less responsible for the murder and then there's versions where they're more respon you know like yeah uh somebody uh, it, uh obviously there you know there would be shades in the law with like you know you could charge somebody with like involuntary manslaughter or something like that which would carry a different sentence than first degree this murder. But like I don't I don't like talking about plans ahead of time because <laughs> then people start throwing around words like, you know, <laughs> pre pre uh uh not preordained. But uh I mean that one kind of works too. It feels like sometimes kind of like reordained too. And as soon as you said preordained, the actual word went out of my head. Uh yeah. uh Pre, uh, pre-planned, let's say. Premeditated. Huh? Premeditated, yes. Yeah. yeah, once I start talking about my plans for the day, then the word's premeditated starts getting thrown <laughs> around. Uh, but yeah, uh, so it's it's good, it's bad. All I know is I am happy that now I know that the one day the TV movie that will be George uh, or will be uh, Derek Chauvin's life will end on a close-up on, on an actor's face who vaguely resembles uh, George... Uh, or, Derek Chauvin, and a slowly spinning, right? Slowly spinning so mm-hmm. that his face is rotating in the frame as we pull back from a cold shower floor and a slowly a pool of red spreads out in the water around him. So, yeah, that's I mean, going to be lovely. I mean, you know, for as much as we talk about sentencing and how it's unfair and the inequity and, you know, three strikes and, you know, why does this guy deserve life and everything like that, uh, we could have a similar conversation about how, 
there's no reason that jail needs to be as dangerous and violent as it is. Like, it can't yeah. just be jail where people go. Uh, but uh, ignoring the fact that there is violence in jail uh, at this current state. It happen to a better person. It's like, you know, the, the, it's not. And uh, cops usually uh, get an unusual amount of attention in these sort of violent encounters. So uh, I, I would not theory. be. I, I have a plan. Yeah. If we start locking up more cops, do you think there's a chance that we'll get jail reform where actually it'll become safer to be in jail because the cops will be like, whoa, 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 it is fucking crazy in here. We got to do something about this. Derek Chauvin with an impaddled plea, like, who's going to police the police yeah, inside like, of a place with no police? Role model. <laughs> no, I, I, I. <laughs> Obviously, I want no one to die, including George Floyd, but we're way past that point. So clearly, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, you know, again, uh, not good news, not bad news, but uh, certainly something different, which is at the very least a step in the right direction, I feel like, of where we will where we will have to be eventually on this whole thing. So, And I'm going to make this transition, but I want people to know that I absolutely do not care about this next story. Speaking of a step in the right direction, it looks like Brittany is about to end her conservatorship. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make it seem like I'm super, I care about this story incredibly either, but like. Listen, it was I, the first story on your, your list of stories to cover this this week. Second. I had to convince you to take off the bright pink free Brittany shirt because it was like <laughs> clashing with the, our whole like cutout look here, so. Listen, stand by your beliefs, all right? Just stand by your beliefs. No, I I, I think uh I think what, what's happened to Brittany here is wrong, but I, I think that a huge part of this is because uh even now people still don't have a proper understanding of mental health and how it needs to be treated in people who have problems. And uh, you know, this this is not a new thing because, you know, before you know, people would just be taken to sanitariums and, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, given like involuntary electroshock therapy and given pills to to dull them and stuff like like, you know, there 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 were way more inhumane methods in which people with mental problems have been treated in the past. Absolutely. I, Men <laughs> were forcibly masturbated, but well, actually. I mean, I was going to say that was a dark that was a that was a dark period in mental health care, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I was so bad. <laughs> no, but I, I I think that that clearly no, it wasn't so bad. You're right, Corey. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> clearly, clearly, with this old Britney case, now that she has finally actually been able to speak for herself on the record, and people have gotten to see that, that uh, uh, perhaps at least in this case, things will start to change, uh, for her. And, you know, much like sentencing guidelines and prison <laughs> prison violence, maybe we can get around to the longstanding uh, problem with conservatorship in this country and how and if you get stuck in one there, there, there is almost no means by which you can you can properly free yourself. And, yeah, and you, usually it happens to old people. I think we talked about this before. Usually it happens to older people and then they just die before they can get out of it. But. And have it happen to someone who's young and can continue to fight it in social media and, you know, in the press really has kind of opened people's eyes to up to it. Well, yeah, I mean, like there are younger people who do go through something like this, too. But usually 
the difference between them and Britney Spears is that she has assets. So there is an yeah. idea that, you know, Britney will will be able to continue to make money for herself as long as she has somebody around her to make sure that she doesn't do anything rash or unusual to uh, to ruin her life and that she needs some sort of guardian around to make sure that she is on the straight and narrow, which is not uh, which in, in practice is a is a fine idea, but in theory doesn't work the way you think it does. You mean uh, like like funding a mission to Mars? Is that what you're talking about? Like doing crazy shit, like like funding a space jaunt for yourself, and then having a petition launched to not allow you to come back. <laughs> talking about Bezos. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think uh, the the problem is that uh, if somebody has any, you know, if you are a normal thirty something year old who gets put into a conservatorship. Uh, usually you're not making a ton of money. Usually it's somebody who has to, uh, for better, better part, act like a guardian over you, uh, even at an age where you were considered to be past guardianship. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's there's no means or mechanisms to speak for those people. I, you know, I'm glad that it looks like Brittany will see the other side of this as like a free woman and be able to sort of live her life as she chooses, but. I also think that uh, there's a lot of people who literally just cannot speak for themselves in an articulate or eloquent manner who are stuck in conservatorships, too. And they need to be uh, the whole system sort of needs a a clean refresh because we're sort of at the point where, okay, what we're doing is a little inhumane. Maybe we should change it. And, uh, you know, that we've been at that place uh, before with mental health care where, you know, like the, the sanatoriums were still happening in the seventies and eighties, you know, like yeah. the, at that point, even the ones that were open were kind of like, this is sort of, uh, this is sort of a little barbaric even for what, <laughs> what we were for the times, you know, it's like, <laughs> and I, I know I am personally thankful that, uh, all of the crazy women out there, uh, who I refer to as just Olivia Rodrigo fans in general, Check out my Instagram if you want to know why. But I am glad that they will finally have a new hero to look to when they want to, uh, you know, blame a man for gaslighting. And be the, now it'll just be Jamie Spears. You're just like Jamie Spears. You're trying to gaslight me and control me. Not that it's not true that he's doing that to his daughter, but that will be the chorus of voices no, he, speaking up. Yeah, he'll he'll be he'll be the name person for for a while. Yes, yes. From but, every girl who you know um, is upset that you don't want to take her to dinner, even though you do, and you keep naming places, and she won't pick a place. So finally, you say Taco Bell, or you say Del Taco, and she says Del Taco. No, no, Taco Bell, and then you say. Uh, but I don't like Taco Bell. And she says, why are you gaslighting me? You're just like Jamie Spears. You say the thing that I want after so many things that I don't want. And then, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm giving hey, Corey. I can see the PTSD in your eyes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't I, no, that. I, I, I don't, I feel like Jamie Spears will be mentioned in conversation over conservatorship, but I don't imagine that it'll be like over Taco Bell. That's just my personal. I mean, he hasn't reached that level of, it you and I the, have dated very different that, girls, my friend. I what, don't. Uh, what was what was that principle that like everything will eventually degrade to Hitler or something like that? Oh, it's uh oh uh, damn it, it's 
the law. It's uh, Miller's law, Euler's law, something with an M yeah. law. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to look it up. Just keep talking. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, you know, he will be, Jamie Spears will become the number one point person for, you know, over, out, uh, uh, mad, mad rush conservatorships probably for Godwin's the rest of law. It's Godwin's, Godwin's law. law. Every rest, argument on the internet degrades into Nazis. Yeah. I mean, th- this will, you know, he, he will be the, the, point person for conservatorship probably for the rest of our lives i can't i can't think of a more notable conservative conservatorship in my lifetime like this is the and again it's because most of the people who are stuck in them can't speak for themselves yeah in any kind of reasonable way and that's that's a problem but i mean like i'm glad that i'm glad that britney <laughs> britney is probably going to be freed here but there's no uh there's no help uh for the other people who you know, for lack of uh, lack of a better term, have have trouble uh, enunciating their uh, or articulating their their thoughts and how they feel about the situation that they've been placed in, nor do they have the legal counsel in which to do it. So speaking of not having legal counsel or being able to articulate the thoughts that they have, we got some news about Rudy Giuliani this week. Yes. uh, Apparently, the New York bar does not. (laughs) That was a good one. I appreciate it. Listen, uh, Rob, Rob is a walking around all, <laughs> all time. Rob's uh, Rob's got his transition game down on that one there. Look at that. <laughs> um, no practice. It's all off the cuff, people. Yeah. It's just natural talent that you're seeing. I would say I'm like Kobe, but I can actually do the thing that I purport to be able to do. So, oh, <laughs> uh, the one thing, the one I will never understand is <laughs> is Rob's constant consistent. To push Kobe. Uh, anyway, Rudy. Uh, I didn't push Kobe. The wind pushed Kobe into the side of that mountain. Oh, man. Oh, was it too soon? Was it too soon for that? <laughs> it was going to be too soon when you wanted to talk about it last time. Uh, Rudy. Uh, the New York the New York State Bar has uh, decided that uh, his, uh, his fibbing... His uh, his line, his mistruce, his uh, using his position as a lawyer to uh, continuously lie in open court uh, is enough that they have decided that they do not want to be associated with uh, Rudy Giuliani anymore and have barred him from practicing law in the state of New York. Uh, and I believe that effectively, if I remember how the New York bar... Because New York is one of those like super states, right? Like where yes, California you, is also one of them. Yeah, uh, Florida is one as well. But uh, I, you think you pointed out in the pre-show discussion that he never actually got bar certified anywhere else. He just was kind of able to go and argue because oh, if you remember in the New York bar, you can come here uh, pro hoc vice, which means uh, for this time only. Yeah, A little Latin for your asses. Just so you know, <laughs> walking around with this all the time. Well, I mean, like if you. Uh, if you're a big name, if you're a big name lawyer, you can usually get that, you know, almost in any jurisdiction to an extent. Like, you know, if Johnny Cochran wanted to fight some case in Alabama, like he could hypothetically get uh, temporarily permitted to practice law in Alabama through a uh, a waiver in the Alabama bar or something like that. Well, so I mean, like, di- I, I don't know specifically if it's Alabama, but, you know, like I'm saying, generally speaking. A, so a, this, a hell no lawyer could get a, a case elsewhere, even though they're not permitted in that bar. This happens in, in two ways. One, for Johnny Cochran, you would probably see 
another lawyer standing next to him. And that is the lawyer that is barred in the local jurisdiction. And basically what they say is that like, oh, listen, this is, you know, this fine gentleman is the primary attorney on this case. I am here in a supporting role. And in my supporting role, I will also be speaking 90% of the time. I will also be uh, doing the opening and closing statements. And, <laughs> and much all- of the questioning in between. <laughs> um, but uh, the other side of that is, and, and Johnny probably could have because he was in the California bar, but also he's a, a person of notoriety. And sometimes that is an exception to this where it's like, no, uh, we don't want you practicing here. But then you find a local lawyer who will like sponsor you. To, they'll be the primary. You're the secondary. But, but I mean, like high end, way, high end lawyers could also include like, you know, like Rudy prior to being mayor of New York and, you know, Trump sycophant uh, was the was the uh, uh, chief prosecutor at the uh, Southern District of New York, which is the yes. crown jewel of the. Uh, different districts of the uh, U.S. federal court system. So, I mean, yes. like uh, the you know, he sort of had would have had carte blanche to practice elsewhere, too, because of that high stature as a prosecutor. And I don't I don't know his history, but there is an aspect also of if he shows up in the southern district of Maryland and just ask the judge for a waiver, oftentimes because you are the prosecutor from the southern district of New York, they wave you in to the yeah. bar. So that is not a one-time only. That is not with the support of an attorney. They're just like, oh, no, you are prominent enough and you've passed a, a bar that is of the standard that we will allow you to, to wave you in. Yeah. Uh, this is what Kim Kardashian was trying to do with the baby bar and continues to fail it time after time after time. Um, she's no Rudy Giuliani, which is the the <laughs> biggest, biggest insult I can possibly think to get somebody <laughs> For their I would ability say you're to no practice, Kim Kardashian, love. but you're no Rudy Giuliani either. Um, it is. It, I I, uh, I think this. What's making this more glaring of an issue is that uh, a lot of people in Trump's orbit seem to be uh, realizing that the writing is on the walls for them too. Because uh, like Bill Barr went through it this week, where he was like trying to trying to paint himself as like, no, 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 I wasn't a political lackey. I was just somebody who, who, you know, stood for justice where I saw it and then would argue that uh, he he was uh, uh, not a political lackey by sharing a story of him being a political lackey for Mitch McConnell instead. Like, yeah, there's a lot Trump. of people. Political <laughs> there's a lot of people who are trying to slide out the back exit of what was the Trump White House uh, with what what's left of their dignity intact. And it, it is. uh it is not a sight for not a sight to see. I, I think Bill Barr at the end of this whole thing is going to uh, probably die with a lot of shame based off of what he did as attorney general. But I just I, I want to have give everybody a hint that uh, trying to sneak out the back door of the Trump administration with your dignity um, at the cost of kneeling before Mitch McConnell and losing your genitals is not a fair compromise uh, because I don't know. I can't say this for sure because we have no evidence to support this wild accusation that I'm going to make that Mitch McConnell is part of some sort of cult that castrates men out of a feeling of their own inadequacy and um, then consumes them for their power. Um, and just so you know, this is how QAnon starts because like people just come yeah. up with wild shit and then there's going to be a picture of Mitch McConnell looking 
in the direction of a man's genitalia and licking his lips. And there we go. There Now we're off to the races. And uh, I'm the next Q. Call me R. <laughs> all it takes is uh, all it takes is somebody to uh, uh, to doctor a tweet. And then all of a sudden it becomes a thing. I heard this on the podcast. I doctored a <laughs> doctored a Bill Barr tweet. Bill Barr doesn't even have Twitter. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, if there was going to be someone to come after Q, wouldn't it be natural for it to be R? Oh, yes, that's true. It is right after R- <laughs> Q. <laughs> I, I have the problem with the uh, mighty HD where sometimes I forget what letters come after. And I- so like, W would make more sense. <laughs> is George W. Bush involved? And now Corey's <laughs> off on his own conspiracy theory. <laughs> They eventually trace it back and they're like, he doesn't know the alphabet. That's where that's where this came from. Okay. Three months later, I'm Charlie Day. Like <laughs> You don't understand, man. Uh just me on an average Tuesday as people that work like to tell me. Like uh, uh I get sent that Charlie Day gift so much. It is uh it's, it should be embarrassing. It's not, but it absolutely should be. Uh somebody who is listening to me talk to a third person will slack me the gift of Charlie Day <laughs> while I'm talking to them. I'm like, shut the fuck up over there. I don't know who you are. Uh, uh, but speaking of massive conspiracies, Corey, I don't know if you know this or not. We are out of the pandemic and do not let anyone tell you that cases are going up, that people are getting sick, that people are dying, that there is any problems. Go, go to work, spend your money, go to bars. Nothing is wrong. Do not put those sunglasses on. Do, do, do not put the sunglasses on, Corey. I see you reaching for them. Do not. I what? I don't. <laughs> I don't uh, have. Live, that was a they live reference. Oh yeah. Because yeah. if you put the sunglasses on, right, you right, see right. the truth that thousands of people are still dying, including hundreds in the state of California, due to a new variant that is just of no concern. So we're just going to let it go. No, I mean the the Delta variant, uh, which is what we're talking about here, or. Uh, if you're if you're slow to gain on the curve, the India variant. Uh, it's not the India variant. It's the one that became popularized as known as the India variant. It is so. four point two one seven point one point two, which is not the India variant. The, the India variant is four point two one seven point one point one. These are very different. You would know that if you knew virology and or how to write an IP address. <laughs> uh. Anywho, Only two places where that knowledge is important. <laughs> Anywho, the Delta variant is becoming uh, a major point of concern across the globe. Uh, Israel, one of the first countries to get uh, massively vaccinated. They were at like 85% or something incredible like that, right? Yep, they have reached a, a herd immunity if you don't count Palestinians. And let's guess. Guess what, guys? They didn't count. They don't Palestine. count ca- Palestinians. Yeah, they moved them so they can open up a theme park. <laughs> Nine hundred children displaced to open up a theme park in the West Bank. So that's cool. Uh, but that. they had to they had to start instituting new restrictions to help curve the the cases that are breaking through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Australia is in the same boat. Uh, who else? Japan right now is going through a lot. And of yep. course, they're going to host the Olympics in like a month. So <laughs> that's fantastic. We got this um, thing under control, guys. Do not worry. Yeah. Um, God, if that isn't the most uh, 
the most let's put capitalism in front of everything moments of the I don't know. Can we the delay IOC, the 2020 Olympics to 2022? Is that a thing that we can do? The IOC literally cannot survive if this Olympics does not go on. NBC yeah, is like going? propping up Peacock with like fucking stilts on the side of the road, like trying to keep it from falling over. Like the IOC every- <laughs> is living check to check, like most Americans. How ironic is that? It just goes back to I, I keep thinking back to uh, when the uh, when the pandemic first started, like really becoming a thing in Europe and stuff like that. And everyone was talking about like how things are going to be canceled. And the French Open, or no, it was Wimbledon that canceled like right yep. away. Yep. And it was like, yeah, we had uh, we had pandemic insurance. Everyone's like, you had pandemic insurance? It's like, yeah, it pays for the whole event in case it goes wrong. Like, you don't have pandemic insurance. <laughs> and, like, they survived fine. They made it to the next <laughs> the next Wimbledon or French Open or whatever. Uh, and the IOC is desperately, like, trying to move shells around. <laughs> like, well, maybe we can have an official marijuana sponsor. Will that bring some money in? <laughs> and Garcetti's like... <laughs> Uh, subway looking how's that subway looking maybe we don't need a subway huh maybe we don't need a subway after all right, right? <laughs> the Olymp- we we're gonna be okay get them to a bus Olymp- okay. olympics get canceled as a thing in la it's just like well fuck we were doing all this infrastructure <laughs> like what <laughs> now where are we supposed to put all now the homeless I- we had them all grouped up together <laughs> now i don't even want to build a subway to the airport anymore <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's twelve feet away, and they're like, "Put your shovels down, boys. We're done." We Who else would want this? This is not a project anybody cares we about. We don't have the remaining seventy-four million dollars required to finish the four miles of tra- <laughs> four feet of track required to get this thing off the ground. So, sorry, yeah. guys. By the way, I was—I'm the type of nerd who uh, uh, watched. There's a, a video of some guy breaking down all the proposals for the Sepulveda Pass Metro plan of yeah. like a a underground metro as opposed to a above ground monorail mm-hmm. and like all the different policy pro- platforms and like people are just like passing me like looking <laughs> people in the environment are passing me like what the fuck are you watching <laughs> like <laughs> come on man it's infrastructure week <laughs> you have to get involved <laughs> you have Meanwhile, to know the difference they're watching sharks for fucking seven <laughs> days in a row and then nobody bats an eye all right yeah that's fine infrastructure not sexy that's why joe uh joe biden has to do the whole like oh we got the bill it <laughs> reminds me of uh our cartoon president <laughs> but it's like trump talking to nancy pelosi and chuck schumer and it's just like uh we are trying to stop Mueller, but he wouldn't listen. And all this ruins infrastructure week. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, anyway, man. back to the subject at hand. Sorry. COVID, uh, killing <laughs> thousands of people a day. Yes. yes. Um, we are. Uh, I, I do think that Americans are not uh, preparing themselves for the eventuality that uh, more restrictions are probably coming down the pike at some point no, as the not. as the You're Delta crazy. variant goes. We are uh, going to ride this 12 monkeys shit right to the end of the world. And I am so stoked. California, do not shut down. Please do not shut down. <laughs> Let's just mix and mash these variants together. Let's get the the 4.27.1.2. We're going to get that together with the P.1.2 and get maybe a little mix in there of the uh, the B.1.2 
18.2.1. Let's get it all together. Let's just get a little mash going. Get some get some heat going. Throw a little vodka crayon in that, and uh, maybe some chicky nuggies in the parlance of the all kids. the folks out there. And maybe the kids who are watching just, this podcast, I, or, or adults. Honestly, I, there are there are grown people who can drink at my work who say chicken nuggies, and um, it wouldn't take much for me to go homicidal again. I mean, to go <laughs> homicidal again. I, I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> but this, this. 22-year-old person who, I'm sorry, this 21-year-old person who felt the need to interject in my conversation to tell me, 2002, that's the year I was born. (laughs) And then, oh, wait, no, I guess she's 20, right? 20. She just turned 20? No. Yeah. Yeah? I mean, she could be 21. Uh, Because, no, I said I'm the class of 2002, 2001, 2002. And she's like, oh, that's the year I was born. I think she was born in the fall of 2001, which would make her... Tw- no, she's 20. She just turned 20. Yeah. She just turned 20. So I guess she's also at a bar drinking illegally. What? Beyond the fact. <laughs> Beyond the point. Uh, she felt the need to interject and tell me that was the year I was born, uh, which is obviously the year that Corey and I graduated from high school. Um, the year and- that we met. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just before I went to throw myself into traffic, uh, <laughs> she uh, squeaked and exclaimed she was so excited because they were getting chicken nuggies for lunch. And um, I just said, let's just start mixing all this stuff together. Some vodka crayons, some chicken nuggies, all of these different variants. And let's try to find that magic 95% kill rate one. Let's do it. You know what? I'm with Joe Biden. We can do it. If we work together together, we try hard. I don't think that's we what he's trying to it. say. <laughs> I don't think that's his goal. I mean, that's what uh, I take from it, that he wants 95% of the world population to die off as well. I know that that's my goal. Joe, you and I are on the same page. Um, again, I think you're misreading his uh, public statements. <laughs> he keeps saying invest in people, people infrastructure. I just assume that means like building bridges with the dead bodies that we'll have left over after 95% of the world dies. Um I am all for that. And maybe I think, he's talking about Soylent Green. I mean, we, I'm fine. I, 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 don't, I don't need the people. Uh, I understand that human flesh tastes delicious. <laughs> Just need to get rid of the rules. Stop Just need to put it in some Soylent Green. I mean, it's the uh, it's that old PETA, that old PETA ad uh, that was like, where do you draw the line? It's got a whole bunch of animals. Yeah. And then, like, my, my response is always like, how desperate am I? Uh, because <laughs> everything to this side of it, I already eat. But if I hadn't eaten in a few days, Rover's looking pretty good. Brooks is a very loving dog. But there's no meat if on Corey, this. If Corey hadn't gone without food for like, you know, nine days, come on, I'm just saying, you know, things get desperate. It wouldn't um, be it wouldn't be nine days, but I, I get what you're I get where you're coming yeah. from. How long would it have to go before you ate your dog, Corey? I mean, I don't really want to think about that. I don't. I would imagine Which goes that first, producer Roberto or Brooks, who goes first? Well, I mean, I think does producer does a uh, uh, Brooks have food still? Like, is he eating? I'm, I, I mean, I guess he could be because I don't know. I wouldn't eat his food. Would you eat his food? I mean, if it came down to it, I'd probably eat his food before I eat him. Yeah, you and I would make very different decisions. I mean, but on that scale, <laughs> I mean, that's, there there's a reason why we have dog food 
dog food week at at, at the various dog food uh, sellers. By the way, we talked about. Hold on, real quick. Sidebar. I know we've talked about this before on the podcast, but I want to I want to mention it again for people who don't know. There is a there is a week where uh, all the CEOs and high ranking officials at various dog food brands will come out and have a press conference, and in front of them will be a bowl of the dog food that they sell, and they will eat it in front of the the yeah. reporters who ask them questions uh, while they do it to prove that not only is the dog food safe for the dog, but it's safe for humans too. And uh, ironically, it has higher standards than human food. <laughs> nowhere, uh, nowhere else, by the way, does this kind of does this kind of uh, showmanship happen <laughs> than the dog food companies, which I think is a in in America. By the way, Not, it doesn't even happen in other countries. It's just American dog food companies. So. <laughs> I'm proud Such to a be fun. in America. Well, and then there's also talk going back to COVID. Uh, that not only are we dealing with the acceleration of the Delta variant, but uh, there's also a Delta Plus, which just sounds like a new streaming service. Uh, and it's the uh, it's what you get on Delta Airlines. It's the uh, streaming service only on Delta Airlines. <laughs> you pay an extra seventy four dollars and you get Delta Plus. Uh, <laughs> Turns out there's nothing on it. It's just Peacock. <laughs> Two inches of leg room. <laughs> Unlimited peacock, but only the free shows, not the paid shows. Two inches of leg room. You get in at the C boarding group instead of the D or the E. (laughs) Um, No, serious. Sorry. Shouldn't be joking about this. Uh, Mm -hmm. We need to find little pockets of humor. I'm sorry. Um, The Delta Plus, which is showing to be even more infectious and more capable than the original Delta variant, which is also gaining... Uh, slowly, but again, this is how all these, the, you know, the the original Delta variant, the Indian variant, started in summer of last year or something like that is when it first started yeah. uh, making itself clear. So, you know, it, we've gone from, call it June of last year, to now it being the most dominant strain. So it's, you know, like things like the Delta Plus strain, which are not killing a lot of people or being involved with a lot of cases – could in in you know six months time be the predominant strain all over you know or a year's time could be the predominant strain so and the new one coming out of vietnam where it is test resistant meaning it's difficult to find it in a test but basically they are isolating it based on cases and then doing extreme genetic testing on the uh, patients to find the variant which is a mix of the brazil and India strains, which has a very high kill rate and is very uh that's the and spreading. That's the gamut, right? Or gamma? No, no. So I thought it was gamma. Gamma is something else. This is an unnamed strain because the uh, WHO does not consider it to be a huge threat because their huge threat standard is about how many tests it shows up on, which seems ironic given that this particular strain is resistant to testing. Yeah. I mean, Which gives me high hopes for it being the one. It could be the one. It's funny that you know, like uh, there was the the Gibney doc about the about COVID that came out recently. Recently, probably came out like you know five months ago or something like that. Um, time is a time is an illusion. Yeah. I I think uh I think he talked about how there was uh part of the problem was that there couldn't be agreement on what the tests because they they realized that there was something wrong 
with the, the way the original tests had to operate and they needed to remove something to make it work properly, but because they had already <laughs> approved the broken test, they couldn't get the new test, even though it was like removing <laughs> one part <laughs> of the broken test. Like it wasn't a big deal. It was so like a super easy like 200 million of the broken ones. It'd be like if like all of a sudden like Toyota was looking at their their new fleet of Priuses that were about to go out and it's just like you know every single one of them has a thing where if you shift into drive it explodes. And it's just like, well, I think we should send them out anyway and see if it becomes a problem. <laughs> like, you know, wait, like wait. you say Toyota but Ford actually did that. Oh, so, with the, I mean, know, the Pinto you know. and the <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, blowing up thing yeah i mean different times 70s <laughs> uh yeah there was a time uh, where we used to dump women in water until they admitted they were lying uh different time the 70s <laughs> little leo's uh, um, to make rob smile <laughs> yeah yeah not all women just <laughs> um, um also is waterboarding considered Dunking woman in water? Does that count? Because that's what I was picturing. I don't know. Anyway, um, so <laughs> moving on. <laughs> it's, uh, I also listened to a very thorough podcast on uh, which I recommend for everybody. Behind the Bastards, an estimate the episode on Bill Gates, which will show you what truly a piece of shit Bill Gates is. And you think it's because you know he wants to microchip you, and that's not true. He is a piece of shit because. Uh, they found that the test that they worked on and the vaccine that they worked on did not work against COVID. And then he pressured partners around the world, especially in poor countries, to purchase in advance the test and the vaccine, knowing they didn't work because he had promised his corporate sponsors a profit on said vaccine. And um, the reason that it's the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine and the shit, what's the other one? The Moderna. BioNTech. Yeah, but yeah. The, the partnerships. Anyway, the reason it's a partnership is Moderna BioNTech, I think. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Um, the reason that they are that way is because the Gates Foundation uh, basically has been fighting for the intellectual property rights of the vaccine makers. And essentially, the vaccine developers had to partner with one company to protect their IP, um, which made it expensive. And the West had to buy it and then give it to poor countries. Um, because it's not about keeping people safe. It's about making money. That's a real piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think, uh, Bill Gates time is not long for this world and you know, it's, uh, it's wondering, it's, (laughs) it's interesting because we've, we've gotten into this before where, uh, somebody's going through like a high profile divorce or something like that. And then all of a sudden all the negative stories come about that person. And you wonder where all the sources of the information are. But sometimes it just hits that death spiral where it seems like there's enough negative stories in the air. Like it'll start with uh, uh, Bill was cheating on his wife with interns in the office when he was still working at Microsoft, which sounds like the type of thing that a lawyer for Melinda Gates would say to try and make it more difficult for uh, Bill to lowball settle. Right, Bill it sounds did like, have to leave Microsoft because of a sex scandal. Several oh, I know, but I'm. Scandals. Oh, I know. I'm saying, but like you know, that not that it not that it didn't happen. I'm just saying that there are 
there are the types of things that get that get planted in the news and then all of a sudden enough things get planted in the news where all of a sudden people feel like now is the time for me to talk about all the things that I've been holding back on Bill Gates for. Yeah. And that's the point we're at right now where I think we're in the death spiral of everyone who feels like they can take a shot at Bill is going to take a shot at Bill. I mean, at the end of the day, fuck Bill Gates. I don't give a shit <laughs> whether or not he's an awful Boy. person and shit went wrong, but I'm saying like Good. What? Good. Good. <laughs> I was channeling my inner childish Gambino there. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen his comedy special. It's not his. It's Donald Glover's, but you know what I mean. Yeah. The, uh... anyway. Well, you you uh, as a music man think of him as a uh, think of him as the childhood Gambino, but uh, I mean, I I think of him as me as uh, a Hollywood either... man. Me as a Hollywood man thinks of him as Donald Glover. <laughs> So uh, one other thing, because, uh, you know, we are at, oh, we just hit an hour. Um, one other thing for the week uh, would be remiss if we didn't talk about up two other big stories that are absolutely not connected. And we know that because Snopes and all of the mainstream media tells us they are not connected. And that is uh, and a condo complex in South Florida collapsed under its own weight in what seemed to be a controlled demolition, but absolutely was not in any way a controlled demolition. And 159 people uh, were missing. I think we're still at 111 still missing with uh, like 18 dead, confirmed dead. So uh, terrible tragedy. And let's say that it was a complete accident. This is uh, another yet another sign of why you want you should want an infrastructure bill because that condo complex was built at the same time as the I-5 that runs through Miami and it's made of the same material. Ninety five. And I know no, uh, the the all the spur for ninety five. Oh, okay. Is like the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but it's Local made of the same five, material. The, the Florida that? five. What? Florida five. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did I? Oh no, yeah, not the I five. Sorry, uh, yeah. the Florida five. State route or, five. Yeah. Or maybe it's two ninety five. It might be two ninety five. Anyway, okay, I, yeah. I just I read a story that was just like, oh, okay, so. This highway and this condo were built in the same year. They're made of the same material, steel and concrete. They've been exposed to the same um, elements. Yeah, the same hurricanes, the same everything. And we've been saying this has been rated D for 15 years now. So we just saw the condo collapse. What did that tell you about the highway? Um, and that is one of the you know thousands of miles of highway that has been rated D. For a very long time that Joe Biden wants to, uh, you know, improve. But he won't sign the bill without the people infrastructure bill as well. Um, or without whispering creepily into a mic, which is very weird, if you ask me. The other side of that story that is absolutely not connected in any way, especially if you check Snopes and or mainstream media, is that uh, John McAfee. Uh, who is who? How would people know John McAfee, Corey? Uh, he was the founder and CEO of McAfee Antivirus. So, yeah. if, if you, you are anywhere near our age, you know him as the guy who the antivirus would give you guy, yeah, virus software. Um, and I know him as a close and personal hero, not a friend, although I wish he is a hero of mine. I, a dude who just gave no fucks and truly had. Fuck me money. Just yeah. unbelievable. What's that? 
I mean, yeah, there's there's that part of him, but there's also the uh, him in jail and <laughs> reasons for being extradited to the to back to America and stuff. Like, I mean, like, you know, I well, I, hey, I, I understand um, I understand the the fuck me money and all that sort of stuff. I'm just saying, like, I I too appreciate uh, uh, that you know he does he does what he wants and stuff like that. But you know, he was. Uh, well, yeah. Why he was being know, charged with a, tax evasion and stuff like that. So, oh, also, uh, who the fuck cares? Because uh, you know they all evade taxes. What's at your uh, ten o'clock right now? Okay, uh, now at your yeah, now at your ten o'clock. What's at your ten o'clock? As you sit right there. Wait a minute. Like up here? Nope that that would be two o'clock. Uh, your ten o'clock. Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm I, I yes. flipped on the camera. So. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, is it the is it the same art that was in Studio Sixty? Uh yes. Yeah. And and what is that piece of art? I mean it it's uh it's a cover from Life magazine. Is that does it have a feature artist on there? Is it just a general cover or? I mean they're talking about Bogart, uh but you know, mm -hmm. there's other salient details on that that uh I'd prefer to leave out at the moment. I, I <laughs> All I'm saying is some of our heroes have flaws. No, I and I I I I completely understand that. I'm just saying that uh uh, and I'm I'm not even saying he's necessarily guilty of what they're accusing him of. He probably is because you know he's a rich person. And it's tax evasion, but and he also was like fuck the government for like fifteen <laughs> yeah, years. Basically, like, I'll fucking live in the Bermudas forever if I have to. Like, yeah. I, I I get it. I'm just saying. Like, uh, he's also uh, I'm also at the point now where uh, nobody's allowed to be a hero anymore because everyone will eventually fail you. Like, uh, here's one thing you can say about John McAfee: he never had sex with young girls that we know of. No, 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 no. Every young girl that was at the house said he would never have sex with them. I, again, I, <laughs> did you not watch the documentary? No. Oh yeah, he was into scat, so there was no sex. It was just I'm good. He <laughs> just has an unusual fetish instead of. Something criminal. That's that's yes. fine. <laughs> like, it's not criminal. It's weird and disgusting. Uh, which I can yeah, I mean, like one hundred percent get behind. Uh, weird, weird fetish. As long as it's not criminal, I don't really care. I just yeah. don't want to be involved. Like, just yeah, don't yeah, invite. Yeah, I don't need pictures, John. I don't need pictures. <laughs> I, I I get it. You're good. It, that's fine. Don't invite yeah. me over that night. That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like a special net with a. Listen, you know, we, we can do coffee without that. We don't need the. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like at uh, some point, some point a, in life, there has to be a moment where you're just not doing that, right? So why don't we just live in that ether? Like, <laughs> I'm okay. There's a really good documentary uh, of a guy that follows him, and like, he like waver between like, is he a hero? Is he a villain? Is he crazy? Or does he really know what's going on? And then like the last 20 minutes just goes off the deep end of like crazy shit that he did. Um, but also, uh, there's an interview that he did with uh, someone where he talked about how we are living in a simulation. He can prove it, and he like uh, a, he held a gun to his. He loaded five rounds into a gun, clicked it five times, Russian roulette style, emptied it out, grabbed five brand new bullets out of a box, loaded all five in, click, 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 and he said, "You were worried because you thought something was going to happen." I'm not worried because I knew it wouldn't. And he pointed the gun out the door and fired five rounds into the sand. Yeah. So, I mean, my personal hero. 
Just saying. I, uh, Other than the weird sex stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. I got not, my own. Yeah, you're not. You're no angel over there. Yeah, I got my own weird things. I'm not. Not gonna say I'm not. It's not like you've been saving it for marriage. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, I have been. I've been saving it for marriage. By that, I mean the vanilla sex that you have all of the time. That's what I was saving for marriage. And I'll never be married. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so far beyond the point of... Because uh, the problem is you start to like somebody. You start to think they have some good ideas. You start you, you you publicly say that you're a fan of them. And then all of a sudden they disappoint you in some sort of way. Uh, yeah. And also, just as another thing uh because we talked about like mental health earlier when we were talking about britney and stuff like that um i would really appreciate it if people stopped using the term uh he showed no signs that he was suicidal before people commit suicide because yeah you know there was a there was a video that uh, uh chester from lincoln park's wife shared of him like two days before he killed himself where he seems like he's the happiest dad in the world with his kids Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you had seen him on that day, you would probably say he didn't seem suicidal. I don't know what happened uh, because a lot of people, it, regardless of what, you know, I know that part of what you're trying to make here is that, you know, maybe the conspiracy theories are true and maybe he's not he didn't suicide. You know, it's not a suicide, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. People are allowed to have their conspiracy theories. If some sort of evidence comes up, then I'd be willing to listen more. I, I don't feel like anything is strong enough for me to connect those dots at the moment. But just generally speaking, when somebody dies of suicide, uh, let us not say they didn't seem suicidal because you don't know what's going on deep below where uh, those thoughts are really taking place. Because a lot of people who are suicidal don't talk about it. And that's the real problem. And we need to normalize uh the safety net of you can tell somebody that you're feeling something without uh, them. Cause a lot of people don't want to say it because they think they're just going to be locked up. You know, like yeah. <laughs> if I said, if I called Rob and I was like, Hey man, I, I really, I don't feel great. I think I'm going to take my life. The responsible thing you would do is call some sort of mental health professional to get me no. and take me. No, but I'm saying like the most normal people, Think yes, that the thing to do me, is the most normal people. Yes, right. The 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 thing people normally think to do is like, oh well, he needs to go to a place to talk to somebody about this, and we're gonna fifty one fifty him and all that yep. sort of stuff. That just makes you less likely to tell somebody in the future because you feel like you're going to be your trust is violated in that way, and like yep. you can't even mention it without it becoming a, a a serious thing, and then you have nobody to talk to about the way you feel, and then. Uh, uh, something awful happened. So uh, I understand why people, especially who have loved ones who all of a sudden die, like think that it's weird that this person who was happy, quote unquote, uh, all of a sudden killed themselves. But <laughs> that's not that's not because uh, there wasn't a problem. It's just that they weren't they weren't being forthright with it because it's very difficult to go through that sort of feeling. And uh Again, if I uh, if I could uh, uh, take this as an opportunity to tell people that uh, there is somebody who will always talk to you if you are in that situation. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> uh, the suicide prevention lifeline is out there uh, for uh, people who feel like they need somebody to talk to in a uh, judgment-free zone. Uh, 
Uh, and uh, by the way, is it weird that when you said deep below, I really thought you were going to say the Earth in Parkville, Earth, Maryland? Parkville, Maryland. <laughs> yes. Uh, that number, by the way, just in case, I always like to give it in case we uh, talk about it. Eight hundred two seven three talk. Um, so uh, please, uh, if you are feeling that way, uh, talk to somebody that you can trust. Uh, hmm. and, you can also uh, find that number on uh, not the latest, but uh, a recent video on my YouTube channel. Yeah, Check that out too. Um, uh, before you do that, I see what you're about to do. Before you do that, any thoughts as you depart the OD Anthem Studios uh, hashtag OTALA Studios? I mean, you know this this place will always have a uh, will have fond memories for me. I you know this is. This is where we where we started the whole thing and uh, the whole LA uh experience. You've been at that studio longer than the original studio now. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. Um I mean, granted we were I was in, I had to have been in in Parkville longer though, right? Overall? You were in Parkville longer, but the show was not in Parkville. Right, longer. right. Yeah. Um I, I mean like I I have a tendency Except when uh, Rob dates certain women, I have a tendency to usually <laughs> stick in places for a while, uh, and that's an eviction, and it's unavoidable. <laughs> we have to move. Seal Team Six style. Well, I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about when we were at month thirteen, or like uh, while we were in the first lease of a really great place that was cheap and affordable and all that, and uh, didn't have a front gate, uh, a security staff who likes doorman, to, yeah, doorman who likes yeah. to fuck shit up. Yeah. Uh, there was a, you know, we had a really sweet deal going on there and I would have probably, I mean, to be honest, if it was up to me, I'd probably would have stayed there for up until Ever? the moment I bought the house, my own house. I would yep. have stayed there or until yep. I decided to move to LA or something like that. I would have, you I would never have, you would not have, maybe not. You know, I, I, I really, think so. I think you would have stayed. Yeah. I, I mean like even, even nowadays I still think about getting a place in Ridgely's delight and just see. To seeing how it how it plays and stuff like that, but Listen, I mean, like half of my motivation to move was to get away from the crazy women, and then I came to L.A. and absolutely did that, and haven't had a problem with that since at all, in the least bit. I, you know, I I I haven't thought about it in a long time. Perhaps I should renew that ring back tone with the uh, never ending story. I, I just feel like no, that was that was. <laughs> There will be no driving back and forth between any towns <laughs> repeatedly. Uh, there will be no rescuing. There will be no don't be seen. Listen, there was a never-ending story too. Different plot, <laughs> different different out- outcomes. Like you know, it's a there's a was there's the second multiple... one a horror story that ended in a triple homicide because that's the only way this one can end. It continues. Uh, I'm not gonna start asking questions about numbers here or uh, premeditation. Yeah, then, then, then premeditate, you get start getting thrown out. I understand. Yes, it's my policy on life. I don't want this podcast to be Exhibit A in my conspiracy case. <laughs> we have hours and hours of. It's like moving on to Exhibit 473. Uh, we're gonna turn to episode 252. 12 minutes and 53 seconds in, Mr. Baker. You said this? <laughs> Please explain yourself. Oh, uh, yeah, anyway. It's been a fun ride here at the downtown studios, uh, uh, high above the 110 freeway, but 
you know, all good things must come to an end and uh, uh, be moving on to newer and fancier accommodations here soon. So, you know, it, it's it's a uh, it's all part of the journey. I should uh, try and find a before I leave, like maybe take another picture like we did on the. I was going to say you you had the picture of the uh, the recliners from Parkville. So, yeah. And you know what? Weirdly enough, for whatever reason, I'm not a date person, but the date that we moved into this place is like ingrained in my head. With yeah. The 11 2016. Well, you know that's so, it's an important date in history. 11 63. 63. Fuck. What happened? John F. Kennedy. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. See, this is why I'm not great with dates because I don't even remember that one. That one should be I'm walking around <laughs> with all. See, but you, you know, you people with your dates, you think you're so great, but like, I, you know, I, I, uh, I have my own things that I bring to the table. Like, you know, go I, ahead. I have a population doesn't know what an F stop is, but this guy does. Go ahead and ask me about literally anyone who's ever played baseball ever, and I can <laughs> probably tell you something. Meanwhile, I don't remember when JFK died. I'm sorry. I'm flawed as a human being. <laughs> but yes, I have very specific skills. Eleven twenty-two sixteen. The first, our first day moving in. Uh, for those of you who may not know, the hashtag OTALA came from a Cheesy's Pizza stop in Chicago, where I believe I was the one who wrote hashtag OTA takes LA. Yeah, and then your sister wrote hashtag OTALA as the short version of that and it ended up in a picture somewhere and then it became like well we were deep below the earth and now we're high above yeah. the 110 freeway so the evolution and, of the saying and i think hashtag ota takes la was what we were using on like twitter and instagram for the trip yep and so then, you can always find the pictures you can yeah, find then, them right now if you search for it and then ota la just became the shortened but yeah that was at a at a place in chicago Yep. The cheesy cheesies. Yeah. Cheesy's pizza. Uh, no, it was cheesy's something because it wasn't a pizza place. It was uh they sold like various cheese grilled cheese sandwiches or something like that with like <laughs> and like cheese sticks. It was just all cheese. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly what you need after being on the road for 14 hours and then going to a small <laughs> hotel room with people. <laughs> hey, let's go to this broom closet after we've had a lot of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry man. it's really close to the train stop <laughs> so we'll be able to get get to all the places we need to go real easily oh, was good. i miss chicago i i i was uh i was on set with a guy who was from chicago and then i i just feel like i could see it in his face like i was telling him like all my all my fun stories from chicago and he's just like yeah, uh, you know, everyone just does this whenever they <laughs> whenever they see me, they just talk about how much they love their weekend in Chicago to see the Cubs game. Yeah. Uh mm. but, you know, it's all right. Uh usually usually when I bring up Maryland or Baltimore, people are just like, "You know, I have a friend who has a cousin whose boyfriend's stepmom lives Got in Columbia. There. Do you know <laughs> Columbia, Maryland?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's you know another sur- suburb outside of Baltimore City, and then she's just like, oh okay, and then move on with a <laughs> like. There that's... is a, a thing going around on TikTok about New York, and it has really made me miss New York. But every time I get that inkling, like maybe, maybe I want to go back. Yeah. Um, 
I just go to Google Photos and find either pictures of myself freezing my balls off in December <laughs> or alternately six months later in May, sweating my balls off in May. And I'm just like, this place is not fit for man or beast. Uh, if it was 600 miles south, it would be perfect. Listen, there's Which makes me think Miami. I mean, that's where I have to go. There's fucking there's fucking really there's five really great weeks in New York. You never would know yeah. which five they're going to be, but there's five really nice New York weeks. Well, and by that, you mean 35 days spread out across the entire year. And they just happen randomly. <laughs> you have to be there. To Tuesday, June 15th this year. New York's great day. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> the humidity was 64 percent. It was 87 degrees. It was the perfect day. See, the next but, day was muggy as fuck. See, but I, I've I've had talks with people about this before. Like somebody brought up like earthquakes to me. Like when I was, I think it was when I went back home. They were just like, "Weren't well, you worried about earthquakes?" And I'm just like, "Dude, I was way more worried about humidity. Like that was every day. Like yeah. earthquakes yeah. are just sort of like they happen when they happen. And clearly, you know, the big one's going to happen at some point. But like, also with earthquakes, like everything is theoretical, which is like a big problem. <laughs> like, uh, it, it was like uh. Uh, the Wilshire Grand was the tallest building uh, built in L.A. And uh, uh, they 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 touted how they put in all these top line safety features to earthquake proof it as much as they possibly could. Like, you know, yep. there's springs in the in the foundation and, you know, steel cross beams that keep the, the stairwell from collapsing and blah, blah, blah. Like all these things like. Even though it doesn't have a flat roof, they still have the availability to do air rescue from it. Like they really touted like every single possible thing they could do to make people feel like they'd be safe if they went up to the seventieth floor of this uh, of this place, this hotel, you know. And uh, uh, I remember like a reporter saying like, "Okay, so I keep seeing all over the place like you know built to withstand up to an eight point three earthquake. Like why why is it always specifically eight point three? And it's like." Well, because uh, everything with earthquakes is kind of hypothetical up until 8.3. Like, yeah. we don't really know if anything will survive past an 8.3. And, like, everyone's... All buildings have a resonance frequency, and it's possible that, like, an 8.7 just hits the resonance frequency of the building, and it literally just comes apart and collapses in a pile. Yeah, so. I mean, like, you know, it's all... <laughs> so, like, you know, like, it's kind of, like, unnerving that at any point could be the moment that uh, it sort of hits, uh, but... Uh, also, we have been in L.A. for five years, going on five years now. Yeah. And uh, we've had two big earthquakes. And in that time period, Maryland has also had two big earthquakes. <laughs> so maybe not such a huge concern. I have to say, yeah, yeah, there's a I big mean, one possibly coming, but also there could be a big one coming in Maryland. I don't think that Maryland's ever going to get like I, I think if we look back on our lifetimes, uh, California will have the bigger one than Maryland will yes, by that but, point. The Wilshire Grand can withstand an 8.3. Um, the uh, state center building can withstand a the Phil seven. The Phillips at the power plant can't survive a 3.2. Yeah, no. I mean, it, that's the thing. Is like the big one in Maryland is like uh, the one that didn't wake me up the other day, where or like weeks ago or whatever, where it's like, did you feel the earthquake? I'm like. Uh no, I took I took two sleeping pills instead of one, so I probably just slept through it. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> and that will take down half of Baltimore City uh if uh it hits. So, you know. Yeah, it's funny. Maryland got an earthquake last week or something like that. And I remember yep. 
I, I had flashbacks to the Great Maryland Earthquake of, what was it, 2008 or something like that? Uh, no, it had to be 10 because we were at Charles Center. That's where we were when it happened. I was at work. Oh, I was all driving my lo- my bar review books off and uh, somebody was at the apartment. Oh, okay. Because um, <laughs> I remember being at work and like feeling it shake and I just thought it was something exploded at the mine because there was a, a mine right around the corner right. from where I worked. I was just yeah. like, man, they really blew up something big there because it only lasted for like four or five seconds. Like just everything now, shook. And then I was just like, oh, that was weird. And then I saw earthquake all over Facebook. <laughs> and then uh, meanwhile, at the top of our tw- our 23rd floor, 24th floor apartment, wherever, 24, that's 24, we were, yeah. right? 2401. Yes. Uh, somebody was napping on the couch, which apparently moved out from under them. And they dropped just low enough that when the couch came back, it hit them and knocked them across the room and then they splattered up against the wall um because again buildings not meant to move and it became just a big tuning fork as the earth shook yeah and uh uh threw them around tragic at the time funny as fuck now <laughs> <to picture. laughs> that's how i feel like everyone will remember this uh uh this podcast <laughs> tragic at the time funny as fuck now <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and, uh, and where would people be able to find more things that are tragic in the moment, but funny as fuck? Oh, the anthem dot com. Cordo, the anthem dot com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line. Four, four, three, two, one, nine, seven, five, nine, five. What's that number again? Four, four, three, two, one, nine, seven, five, nine, five. Uh, you can find more of me at my website, Corbyacrofilmmaker dot com, Facebook dot com forward slash Corbyacrofilm and at Legends of five on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. I'm not going to say anymore because you Where's guys know what's video? going on. Where's that new video, Corey? How's the new video coming? Because I've been moving and working and I... <laughs> trust me. Things are... <laughs> things will happen. I, I just... Give me, give me a week. Give me... <laughs> like, I, I know. Yeah, your your uh, background there looks very much uh, move ready. It's just this bare walls ready to go. Well, I was uh, I was told the flags will not be coming. The flags will not, will not become a de- <laughs> part of decoration. And then I explained that... Uh, uh, I bought frames for decoration, and they sat empty for a year. And then, because I was tired of looking at empty picture frames, I put wire characters inside of them, and then that and stayed up robot. for like a year. <laughs> so, uh, I will not have bare walls, but uh, we'll we'll find out what happens with the flags, I guess. Mm. And uh, what's going to happen with your just manhood in general? Uh, are we going to find that at some point in the new apartment, or? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. The park's right across the street. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll find it there. I don't know. <laughs> Start I chopping wood or not. something like that. You know, like. I think not. You can find more of me at Robert and G- Wow! Oh, wow! Uh, look I how did small- not, <laughs> I did not edit this. Uh, this frame down. My my fault, everybody. Let me try to center myself so you can actually see me. Uh, you can find more of me <laughs> this at Robert guy. and Cheek on our social networks. <laughs> uh, I do have a new video up uh, today. Monday, um, and I will have a new video up every single week for at least the next three weeks. Uh, had a video up last week as well. Make sure you check that out. It's a little long, or two weeks ago. It's a little long, 90 minutes. You can break it up into several chunks. Very interesting, I think. Uh, not as interesting as the one today, which I'm sure will be the number three most watched video on my channel shortly. So uh, enjoy that. Um, and, uh, you know, got other stuff, other irons in the fire. Um, basically, uh, the less Corey gets done, the more I'm inspired to do things. So uh, this is really going to be a renaissance for me, I think. Uh, also, um, we're coming out of, uh, of 
pandemic and everyone's going out, which means I officially have to come up with new reasons not to go hang out with people. So I got to get busy and like write some stuff and, and shoot some stuff. So I have excuses. So, (laughs) all right. Well, I think we've done good here today. Tragic in the moment, but funny as fuck now. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the OD Anthem podcast for the last time coming to you from the hashtag OTLA studios. Hi, above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. And uh, we'll try to come up with a, a new call name for the uh, the new studio next week. Yeah, we'll have to. I feel well, like. going to try and tell you it's Chinatown. It's not. Uh, Dogtown. It's Island Park or, or uh, Dogtown. Something. We'll figure it out. We'll come up with something snappy. I I think you have more faith in us than I have in us. But uh, every week, everybody. Bye. Are you?